We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and here's my impression of a reality TV star explaining Progressive's discounts. So I was talking to Greg, and he said that Daly knew what Erica said about her when we were all on Marcus's boat. And I was like, you what? Wait for a seer drama because Progressive totes his discounts like Safe Driver, Multi-Policy, and Paid in Full. So it's not like he said, she said, shut up, whatever. So basic, you know? Discounts to help you save more. Now that's Progressive. But then he was all, no way, Jose, because his name's Jose. Legit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. I did wear socks. Yeah. Yes, but that's considered barefoot in half of this household. I'm, I wouldn't say it's barefoot, but it is definitely not shoes. that. <laughs> 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 really? <laughs> that's in the business. Mm-hmm. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by rotowire.com premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, EFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Lair. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb. Along with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. It's a really big show today. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we are going to talk about our new ESPN lineups because they just redid their pricing for the second half of the season. Uh, we have our fantasy New Year's resolutions to get to. But first, uh, we actually have a, a pretty big announcement to make, Andrew. Oh, I get to make it. Yes. Um, the Fantasy Sports Writers Association announced their finalists for the best podcast of the year. And we were uh, luckily, lucky enough to be on it, along with um, three others, I believe, or four others which I think are all fantasy football related. And we happen to be, I guess some of us, some of it can For be most called people, fantasy, we'd be a football. fantasy football. We'd be the only fantasy football podcast. That's right. That's right. But uh, so there were four fantasy NFL ones and one fantasy soccer one. And we happened to be on it, which turned out to be the first soccer 
anything that the FSWA has recognized. And so uh, thanks to whoever nominated us and for the judges for voting for us, and hopefully we can uh, take that prize home. Yeah, and I'd also like to thank the, the people that uh, went on iTunes, reviewed our uh, our podcast. My favorite, of course, is the one that commends the work of Andrew and Doug. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope to meet Doug one day. <laughs> Should um, I just start calling you Doug? Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time someone sees my last name and says Doug. Mike Douglieb? Yeah, well, sure. We'll we'll, we'll call it. Doug. Yeah, exactly. There's another golly that that works for a, a company, CBS now, I believe. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, be, beyond that, uh, it's a it's an it's an honor to be nominated. To be honest, uh, I'm super, uh, I'm happy people know who we are, and uh, hopefully this leads then paves the way to soccer being a recognized category for the FSWA going forward. Yeah, I hope that's that's the next step because there. Are are plenty of good writers throughout the industry and the you know they have golf they have racing they have college sports so it seems appropriate that they should have soccer the, as well. the, that, the, that the global game gets on there yes yeah. i agree all right uh let's get to so we uh, this is our first podcast of the new year actually mm. uh so well welcome to 2016 uh you uh, so i'll start with my fantasy resolution and uh, I'm borrowing a phrase from fantasy baseball here, but uh, I'm going to make an active attempt to juice the orange this year, which means to really, um, you know, ride any kind of hot streak. So I was like a, I was a Jamie Vardy denier. I was a Riyad Mahrez denier at the beginning of the season. I've got to stop doing that. Hmm. So you were full uh, Lester denier. I was a, I was a Lester. I mean, just denier. like those two, but yeah, yeah. I still am for ch- for title chances, but that has nothing to do with fantasy Premier League. Mm-hmm. And that kind of creeped into my analysis, I think. So, <laughs> um, you know, just it, it, you know, trying to make sure that I take advantage of any kind of hot streak or cold streak, for that matter. If there's a, on the other end, like it's say if you're playing against Sunderland, make sure that you just keep stacking mm-hmm. uh, almost every week. I mean, maybe not against Villa, but, you know, just making sure that you take advantage of those hot streaks and those cold streaks. I like it. Do you happen to have a resolution? Mine is to try to use the term juicing the orange in a sentence (laughs) does that qualify actually did i do it so espn came out with new (laughs) rankings uh and uh they they they, so at the beginning of the season we don't we paid attention to for like a week or two because you know we saw the pricing and it was just kind of ridiculous you can build uh, at the beginning of the season you know before we knew they were going to be terrible maybe espn knew uh, but you can build a very good lineup that included both Hazard and Sanchez in it, which to, which to me was just ridiculous. Mm. Um, Boy, that pay off. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, so maybe they knew something we didn't, but you know, uh, going forward, uh, I think the pricing was a lot improved. What do you, what did you think, just in general, before we get into our teams? What did you think of the actual pricing? Well, one of the things that we that we both like about ESPN is that they kind of do this reset because. It still seems a little silly that in the Premier League official game that like Mares and Vardy are still these absurd, you know, values because they just can't raise the price fast enough uh, to get them yeah, up there. They, they they can't make a special algorithm just for them to. Right, right, or or just guys on on the flip side. Although I I understand not reducing guys due to injury because um, it's you know they they deserve that price until they come back. But Great. now that the uh, pricing has been reset for ESPN, uh, Jamie Vardy is the third highest priced forward. Uh, he's coming in right behind Lukaku and Aguero, and Riyad Mahrez is the third highest priced midfielder behind Mesut Ozil and Alexis Sanchez. And, uh, you know, I think you could make the argument that Mahrez could be one, although uh, uh, Ozil has obviously been fantastic as well. He's, so, you know, they could easily be one and two. Uh, and Vardy, I think, doesn't deserve a spot over Lukaku and Aguero right now. But it's good that they're finally in that range. Whereas earlier in the season, you know, you're paying close to nothing for them, and then kind of everybody has them and all this stuff. And that kind of is still the case with with FPL that you get, you know, the minimum minimal movement. And so uh, I think the second half, the segment two, as they call it, pricing for ESPN is much better in terms of just you know where everybody is placed. And it makes the game a little harder. 
I agree. In a good way. In a good way, exactly. It's not just it's not impossible to make a team like how sometimes you'd see on like a Mondo goal where if there's only especially for Champions League mm-hmm. uh, and there's only like four or five games in a day and you have to pick team pick people from three different teams and right. it's just you get to you have to pick like defensive midfielders and it's just ridiculous right that you have to pair with you know 30 30 million dollar Ronaldo and a hundred million dollar budget and stuff like yeah. that exactly mm-hmm. your forwards are so ridiculously priced that it, it's yeah anyway that, that that that's that that swings the other end of the pendulum but i think they did a good job i still think that especially at the midfield position it just it's not good enough okay uh, you know and we'll get and we'll get into that um because it's obvious that you know like it's obvious to me you know that there are certain players that they're just they're not paying attention uh-huh uh, and we'll get into that when we get to our teams, but we should note that their scoring system is very similar to the Premier League official one. Yeah. So there are not a lot of peripheral stats, so you probably won't see guys like Mark Albrighton and Robbie Brady in these teams. No. However, um, I do want to talk about the holiday period as well before mm-hmm. we get to that. And you know, let's start off with Leicester because you know a lot of people, you know touted them as you know title contenders and then they got you know two points out of nine and and now jamie vardy's out for a little bit uh it just seems like they're this is what we were always this is what teams were or people were were saying you know once they start you know getting into the good teams and then playing more than once a week and uh you're gonna see you know cracks in the armor and i I think you're starting to see it yeah uh claudio ranieri made a point uh, two weeks ago before this Vardy surgery came up that he was going to have to rest him at some point. Like he recognized that Vardy was going to need some rest, but it basically said it's not happening yet. And so I don't know if this surgery is essentially forcing him to do it. I mean, it's obviously forcing him to sit, but I don't know if they're, they were planning on having him sit right after the break. And so they were saying, have the surgery since it's going to have to happen at some point. But the, just like you said, I think they're starting to crack a little bit, and the two guys they can't afford to lose are Vardy and Mares. Mares is fine as as far as we know, but yeah, if, if Vardy is not going to be able to play, it sounds like he's going to miss definitely one game and possibly two because they play uh, midweek next week and then right away at the weekend. So, mm-hmm. you know, theoretically he misses both of those games. You're not going to put in Shinji Okazaki or Leonardo Uchoa and think you're getting the same, you know, output out of them. And something I asked you, you know, uh, uh, you know, before we started the podcast is, you know, what formation do they go with? Because they were going four four two for a very long time. Then against Man City, they went four five one for some reason. Yeah, that was strange. And it didn't work. No. And then now four six zero. I don't, I don't know what they do here because Uchoa and and Okazaki. and Okazaki, I don't know if they can play together. We haven't seen it. I was just about to say, I don't think they've ever played with each other yeah. because Vardy so, plays all the time. So, yeah. and, and their new signing, um, Gray, yeah. I, I, I forgot his first name. I apologize. Um, he's a winger, yeah. so uh, he, he can't play up front. Uh, I think he's, I think he's very talented. He's very quick. Um, but I can't. I, I can't Maric see him playing too. up front. But yeah, I agree. Um, I my. I don't know how they play. I I really don't. I I feel like they Demarai. That's what it is. Sorry, go ahead. Demarai. Yeah. So the. I don't know. I don't think they know either, and that's kind of you know uh, the the biggest note or the the biggest thing for me to focus on in that one is do we now go off of Mares? because either teams can focus exclusively on him or teams can kind of pack him a little bit because, well, just like that, they, they don't need to worry about Vardy, him creating space for Vardy because Vardy in space is much different than Uchoa in space. Yeah, uh, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I full disclosure, I'm, I'm unlikely to pick him in DFS this week. That's yeah, yeah. Unlikely to pick anyone from Leicester, to be fair. At Spurs. Correct. Yep. Just unlikely. Yep. Uh, I, I'm not going to try to predict the future, but unlikely. I would, you'd have to put up a very good argument for why he's worth playing. Correct. And if the idea is that like he's always going to have the ball, I'm not sure I don't know if that's true. that helps. 
I don't even know if that's true. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It, the one thing, I mean, because he he has a tendency of beating people with quickness and speed. Um, last time I checked, both Danny Rose and Kyle Walker on the outside, they're pretty quick too. Yeah. Or Ben um, Davies, who's been playing a little yeah, bit. Or Ben Davies, who's been playing, uh, and then at the, and they have Steele, you know, with Eric Dyer at center at yeah. defensive midfield too. So it's, you know, it, it's a it's very well set up, but. Well, well, I mean, Leicester, I think, is a, a wait and see right now from what I've learned. Uh, another upstart team, another team that, you know, some team, uh, a lot of people like myself were picking for relegation was Watford. And I think they learned a very harsh lesson during the the holiday period of, you know, you can't switch off for yeah. any moment in time, especially against the top teams. Uh, against Manchester City, you know, that, that, it definitely came to fruition. They just they had brain farts for two minutes total. Yep, and they let up two goals. That's all you need, yeah. And it was, it was, and I mean, kudos to Manchester City for taking advantage. Um, you know, Yaya Torre, of course, and of course. Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero, I don't know how he mustered the strength in that header, but mm-hmm. um, one of the best in the business. Yeah. So it's just you know, and I, I think Watford. You know, I don't think anyone really ever thought they were going to be a contender of any kind for Europe, but. Um, I think if I think if they learn that lesson well from the holiday period, I think they'll you know they'll they'll stay in the top half, which would be great for them. Yep, I agree. But they yeah, the, it would be great. But um, they're another one that you they need to stay healthy. Mm. It, it, well, not they. Odiani Gallo and Troy Deeney need to stay healthy, and if they don't, and, they're in and huge on, trouble. And or on Watford. Well, yeah, right. As we saw, Arsenal ma- is thinking about making a twenty million pound offer for Dini. What What I thought was weird about that is, if you're going to make a twenty pound offer, it's got to be for Igalo. <laughs> like, I, I don't see Dini as the missing piece. <laughs> I don't think Igalo is either. I think Igalo is an improvement on what they have. I don't think Dini. Like, where does Dini play? No, if they, I think if they're going to go for a forward and spend any kind of money. I think the obvious choice there is, you know, Ibrahimovic. Oh well, who's yeah, who's out of? To be fair, he's out of contract. Yes. At the end of the season, so yeah. you can get him pretty inexpensively considering his talent. Yeah, that's not happening. I, I'm not saying it's happening. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you're gonna go after a guy, that's the one that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. I suppose. Don't so. don't give me this qualifying suppose stuff. It, 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 I mean, it's the one. It's the most talent for the least amount of money. That's Wenger's style. True. True. So, yeah, uh, and it's a commendable style. It's a very, uh, it's a, and it's it's one that's very business friendly. Yes. So, we'll see. We'll see. And there, and and there's no, and there's no more business savvy guy than Stan Kroenke and his St. Louis Stadium. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, right, that's, that's, a, that's a way to burn that, a bridge. All right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's. It's something that you don't have to do. You don't, you just don't see that happening in Europe at all because they all privately fund their stadiums, right? Which is why the way they all should be done. Anyway, uh, other lessons from the uh, of the holiday period: Chelsea still unbeaten under the tutelage of Goose Hiddink. Um, you know who is undefeated they, as a starter so far under Goose Hiddink? I'm sorry, John Obi Mikel. Haven't lost without him. Haven't lost with him. Excuse me. They certainly lost without him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope it's just to drive up his transfer price. Offensive juggernaut with him on the field. Yeah, right. Um, the, the, the 3-0 against Palace, very impressive. Yes, it was. It was a um, very depleted Palace side. We should say it, that. It, it, they had great timing of playing against Palace. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. No Kabai, no Balassi. Right, no um, striker. No strikers at all. Uh, Fraser Campbell had at least two opportunities that if he was even semi-competent, he would have scored. Right. Um, you know, or if Patrick Bamford, well, he would never have played there. But even no, if he missed that Patrick, opportunity the week before, remember? Whatever. But you're right; he wouldn't have played that match anyway. Exactly. It's anyway. Palace are a mess up front right now. Wickham's I think they're still sound. I think they're still sound defensively. I mean, Chelsea yeah. took them apart, but uh, that's just one game to me. For, yeah, they had. Um, Looking at my goal differential table here, they've given up five goals in the last six matches, but three came against Chelsea. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, and so and they also had, you know, it, 
they had yellow cards all, all across the defense. Yep. So, um, another note about Chelsea, uh, you know, Eden Hazard is, you know, ever since. Eight, I'm sorry. Gone. <laughs> well, in the summer, I would not be stunned at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real Madrid are in rebuilding mode again. Yep. Uh, after they fired. What's his name? Uh, the <laughs> Rafa. Rafa there we go. <laughs> What's his he coached, name? He coached Chelsea recently, right? He did. Uh, but little success under him too. What are they? What an FA Cup? I think that's what it was. Was it Capital One? Too? Anyway, um, you know, it's it's been a wait. It's going to be a wasted season for Hazard, and I think he's going to leave. Okay. Uh, Do you think I that's think, where he goes? They were PSG. I think it's good that both are interested because it'll drive the price up. Oh, did you hear the third club was interested? Uh, City? Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah. They won't They won't pay the money. No. I think United <laughs> was linked to him, too. Because, Whatever. you know, he's good and they have money. <laughs> like I'm every sure, free agent I, I, previously sure, with the Yankees. I'm sure that they'll have to pay extra. Like, if the, if, the, if the asking price is, let's say, like 125 million pounds, for them it'll be 145. Sure. As it should be. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. I, I, I think that I think that's going to be a messy relationship throughout the rest of the season. I'm not sure if Hazard is useful at all for the rest of the season. Um, I'm not sure you're wrong. How about putting it that way? <laughs> that's, that's a solid stand you just took there. Yeah. Real I'm sure solid. You're wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So uh, you know, I think as we you know get into the second half of the season, there's really only two title contenders. And it's Arsenal and City, and that's it. Maybe Spurs. But I was just, just about you're not you're not willing to put Spurs in there. I'm willing to put Spurs in the top four, like I did in the beginning of the season. But I feel like we only have three teams in the top four. Well, yeah, there's only three worthy teams in the top four. I'll say that. Yeah. You know, the fourth team is going to be a very mediocre team, unless something happens in the transfer window in January. Right. I think the most the, uh, one of the more interesting rumors. Is that, you know, where's Bamford go back to? You know, Burnmouth have been sniffing around. Yep. So that would be very interesting to me. Yeah, and I mean... And Remy too. And Remy too. Where, where does Loic Remy go? Because Chelsea have said that, you know, they're willing to listen to offers for Remy, but only if they get a replacement. Right. Because I think Falcao is going to potentially go to MLS, so you and the boys <laughs> at the MLS podcast. Now, Columbus is making a very serious offer for it, because I think... Uh, you know, I think, you know, players like Falcao will look at players like Sebastian Giovinco, who was very inconsistent and 26, 27 years old when he made the switch mm-hmm. and resurrected his career, basically, in the U.S. Yes, but he. I, I think the the difficulty with Falcao going to Columbus is that he has to go to Columbus. And when he sees players that he believes he's on the caliber of going to places like New York and L.A. and rumored in Miami if that club ever opens. Well, and Even Toronto is a decent... I mean, Toronto is the biggest city in, in uh, Canada. Columbus is not on that level, and so I think he has every reason to hesitate on something like that. Yeah, uh, just just throwing it out there as a, as a potential landing spot. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, he may not be getting many, very many calls right yeah. now, to be fair. So it may be his best option because it's his only option. Well, yes, that's that's certainly possible. He's also um, apparently very open to just playing for Monaco, um, which I'm oh, not sure Monaco not sure. wants. <laughs> oh, no, no, hold on. No, Monaco can't afford his salary. Yeah. Maybe. That's the problem. That's the problem. So, uh, you know, they, but they, 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 it'll they take stop, a cut they, to go to, they stopped, to Columbus. They stopped that whole pay for everybody campaign. Yeah. I can't see him agreeing to take a pay cut to go to Columbus. Well, we can, I don't think he would take a pay cut. I just. The, I there's no way MLS would pay him what he gets now. No chance. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. But, okay. you know, just we, we, this is not the MLS podcast. You, got, you, boy, you boys can can discuss him there. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah, just anything else that you learned from the holiday period? Uh, West Ham's better than I thought they were. 
And now that they're getting Dimitri Payet back, I think they're going to be a little surprising um, out of the gate here. They still have a bunch of injuries, but it's not quite as bad as it could be. Liverpool are in just a – I think they have eight guys who are out with hamstring injuries now. Is, and and the best medical professional known to man, Sam Allardyce, is saying that it's Jurgen Klopp's fault yeah. getting all these hamstring injuries. It's so strange to me how he's like decided to just pick on Jurgen Klopp. Like he seems to come up all the time when people are talking to Big Sam, which is just odd to me. That is he like bitter that he didn't get that job? Uh, I don't get it. I don't know. He would have never gotten that job. Um, but anyway, so they're in trouble. But you know. What are you going to do about injuries? And Well, I think there's something, to be fair, I think Bing Sam has a point because they are playing a very frenetic style. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't train for that at the beginning of the season or in the offseason, uh, these are the things that will happen. Yeah. So um, I think the training staff has its work cut out for him. That, that, that's what I'll say. Okay. And, uh, the, but the Ava Canero, uh, I was just about to say that. Yeah. I was about to say Ava Canero uh, just went to court. So mm-hmm. we'll see what, she, we'll see what her availability is going mm-hmm. forward. Um, just ask Adam Hazard how good she is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's, let's move on finally to our ESPN teams here. Um, so if you want to really quickly, oh, well, not really quickly, just go, uh, let's go over, you know, the defense and, you know, any options that you thought about out, uh, let's get, let's list ours and then we'll say any, anyone else who intrigued us. Okay. Um, I'll start. Go so ahead. we have been on record of saying that we use stars and scrubs in this game because, um, once the, the new segment starts, you get 30 transfers for the rest of the season. You got 30 for the first segment and 30 for the second, which comes out to, you know, one and change per week. So um, it's a little more than FPL, but not considerably more. And you can use, you know, as many as you want whenever you want them until you hit 30. So yes, correct. So using stars and scrubs is, is a little easier in this game because you can you can make up the difference. That being said, when I was building my lineup, I basically wanted to make a point to at least have a few bench players who actually play because usually I just scroll down to the bottom and take the garbage players. So yep. I have one of those guys, I'll admit, but the other ones are set. So I picked uh, Jack Butlin to start. He's at six flat. Uh, Peter check is the highest uh, goalkeeper at seven. Uh, but I Butland has been kind of fine for me so far and I'd rather just keep rolling with him. And then I paid four. My backup is four five for Vito Minone, who just took over that job. Um, the only hesitation I had with Minone is that they recalled uh, Jordan Pickford from a. Loan, I was just about to say that. Yep. And it doesn't seem like they would recall him without a shot at that job. So I'm a little hesitant that Minone will keep that. But yeah. Coastal Pantilemon's at five seven, so I'm saving one point two for going with Minone, and I'll I'll play Butlin most days anyway. So here's yeah. So Pickford's not in the game. That's why I didn't pick. All right. So let, let me go. Let me go through my goaltenders and I'll because uh, the the other option here that I think is interesting for you. I think you should have done this route. I took one team's goaltenders. Yeah, you love. So uh, I took Boaz Myhill, who's five point four. Um, West Brom, they they still get their clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have nine wins this se- nine wins this season, and four of them have been by the score of one nil. Yeah. So, you know, they, 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 when they win, they tend to shut people out. So, um, or even if they don't, they can still get clean sheets anyway. There's no win bonus here. Um, so, and then I also took Andres Lingard at five flat. The um, only, the only I, hesitation I had there is that Foster's back like very soon. Yes, I agree. He's, I think this is he almost a uh, 2.2 more. So, yeah. Close. So, I mean, I know that he's potentially coming back, but I don't think my Hill's given the job up. He has done nothing wrong. Okay. So, uh, the other you know, guy, if, if I have that to, range. if I have to adjust, I have to adjust. I mean, Rob Elliott is 5.3. Yeah. He's been very good. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 there's, a, I mean, you know, that's kind of the, you know, the other option. And for you, you know, I was thinking, I don't know why you didn't take Shea given. Yeah. Uh, he costs less. 
it was more I didn't want to have to make a move when Stoke plays at Man City. And Why then, would you anyway? It, it, it's not a huge. I mean, well, I would if Sunderland was. Well, unless you're going to change goaltenders every week, because remember, in this game, when they, when when you get rid of a guy, you know, you lose that price. Because when they go up in price, and you get if you get rid of them, you lose your original price. But, so when you get them back, you have to pay more. Right. That that's why I wanted. Well, you pay more if he got better, but that's I, that's why I wanted a starting backup because I wanted to be able to toggle them if I. Yeah. I mean, Sunderland at home. Yeah, and yeah, and I was, and I, I mean, to be honest, if Foster comes back and he's the backup, I would drop Lindegard and pick up Manone. Yeah, so. Fraser Forster was the other one I considered. Oh, I was just about to bring that up. Fraser yeah. Forster is, is back imminently. Yeah, it sounds he's going to play in an under twenty-one on Monday, which will be his second one, and then so he won't play Tuesday, but he could play Saturday, and yeah. it, it, he and, he's excellent. He is an excellent goalkeeper. Just, uh, uh, you know, just it's, he's coming back just at the right time because he'll be at full fitness right in time for Euros, where right. I believe he's an Irish international. I believe so, yeah. Uh, and, Stecklenburg is awful. Yeah, well, so. Fraser Forrester is going to be very important for Ireland in that group of death in Europe, in yes. the Euros. So, or at least group of death for them. Uh, it's, I think he's coming back at just the right time. Uh, so, Fraser Forrester is the name to look out for once he's actually back. Um, yeah, I think he's English, actually. Now that we've gone through all of that. Yeah, okay. Well, Who anyway, so if I, so 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 what my strategy is going to be is my house five point four, and Lingard's five flat. So if if Foster comes back or when he comes back, I'm likely going to drop Lingard and go down to Manone, and then right. drop my hill and go up to and Fraser Forrester. Yeah. The, the other guy I considered as a backup, and I ended up spending the money elsewhere because um, we're talking about goalies here, <laughs> it was Declan Rudd at 5-3. <laughs> My hill okay. at 5-4. Okay. Right. Well, that, I mean. Fours are at 5-6. Yeah. You know, did that, did well, I didn't have the 5-3 no either, so that's why yeah. I had to keep going. But Yeah. Um, and then my defenders... I Adam Matthews is on my bench. He's the only one that I that's my scrub. He doesn't play. He's a backup for Sunderland, which is about a, the worst defense you could possibly. <laughs> um, that's, my, that's funny because the one I picked was Tommy Hoban. The other guy. Oh, the Hoban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, instead of Hoban, I went with Adam Smith for five one on my bench. And then my three starters are five four for Christian Fuchs, five four for Angelo Agbana and five six for Jeff Cameron. I love Agbana. I love what you did there. Yeah, the, uh, I think West he's a Ham sneaky been, good play. Yeah, West Ham had been way too good yeah. defensively uh, for Agbana. And, and again, this is a clean sheet dependent um, game for defenders, at least. That I didn't feel any need to spend up for any of the attacking guys. What's funny to to prove how clean sheet dependent it is, the top three priced guys are center backs. Yep, there so four of the top five even. Yeah, so I um, so for my so my defenders, like I said, I had Tommy Hoban mm-hmm. at four point five. I did not have Adam Matthews, so uh, I actually have four guys that play. Um, so mind you, this is stars and scrubs, and this is my defense, and we've uh, it's a long noted past of what I feel about defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have Toby Alderweireld mm-hmm. at seven flat. Wow. Aaron Cresswell at six point two. And Joel Ward, who is my favorite defender yes. of all time, apparently, at five point seven, and I also have Craig Dawson at six point at six flat as well. So I Cresswell was actually my first pick when I was making my defense, and when I started, really, he's really coming along. Yeah, when I started playing around with it, uh, I I basically needed to give him up because I wanted to spend money elsewhere, but I needed to. The difference between Cresswell and Agbana in this game is not nearly as great as you'll find in like in DraftKings or Mondogol or any of the ones where you basically need fullbacks. So I was anytime Cresswell gets a clean sheet, Agbana is going to get one too. Yes, I miss out on the one to two goals that he'll score from now on, but assists too, and the two assists he gets. But, I was but it's not to... as many. As, it's not going to be as many as last year because he doesn't take the free kicks. Right. 
Uh, I totally get it. And like I said, I, I have no money left over. And I'm still – uh, remind you, this is part of my stars and scrubs. And I still had money for this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll let you uh, – actually, I'll go with my midfielders. This is where you're probably going to – your team's going to be a lot better than mine because I think the midfield pricing, it, they, they missed. Mm-hmm. So Dimitri Paye was, is 6.9. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I think that was injury-related, which I, I think I, is a mistake. Just Which is my point, that they're, they didn't actually watch – they just took numbers. You know what I mean? They did I, I would say that, but like Santi Cazorla is still pretty high. All right. And Hazard is obviously very high still, and he's yeah. been playing. <laughs> anyway, Dewey Paye, that, that, that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. And if he's not, you know, like 90% owned, I'll be shocked. Um, Marco Arnautovic at mm. 6.4. Yeah. Um, Deli Alley, again, this is a big miss, at 6 flat, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Those three guys should not be this low. I, th- I think we have a little recency bias on, on Deli Ali though. Do you see it slowing down? Th- that's different though. The, okay, I mean, his price fine. can go up, but I'm not sure. I, I mean, I'm looking at midfield pricing when you're looking anyway, we'll talk about this more after we, we'll, let's hold, let, let's put, let's put a, let's put a uh, pin in that and we'll get back to <laughs> it. Uh, Cause if you look at the names that are surrounding Deli Ali, they're not even close. Most of them. There's only one, in my opinion, that's anywhere close. Uh, I also have uh, Kevin De Bruyne at 8.8 as my star of the midfield. Mm -hmm. And I also have Nathan Redmond on the bench at Mm. 5.7. I don't think it's a bad midfield, but it's not going to be as good as yours because I'm pretty sure this is where a lot of people will spend their money. Um, You're wrong. Uh, I have three-fifths of that midfield. Good for you. Um, I have, which make, is making me question whether I should just <laughs> scrap the whole thing. Yep. Yeah, Dele Ali and Dimitri Payet were, just like you said, they're incorrectly priced. That Those are mistakes. Um, I took Jordan Shakiri at six flat. Okay. It's the That's same the price as Dele Ali. Yeah, that was the other name I saw down there. The, the other one, which you would scoff at, that I'm, I looked at and then scoffed at, was Gilfie Sigurdsson, who's also at six. Um, and Matt Ritchie I considered, but Sigurdsson has been taking a ton of shots recently and too many people are writing about how he's ready to break through. And by the way, that's the rumored location for Rafa Benitez going to next Swansea. Yep. Gross. <laughs> Who's leading them right now? Um, I think they actually just announced that Curtis was staying on for the rest of the year, but I'm, I'm considering, I'm thinking about how you mentally prepare yourself to go from Real Madrid to Swansea to a, Swansea but anyway well, to the only game in town oh sorry in in the country yeah okay, uh, Matt Ritchie's also at six which I would have loved earlier in the season but just yeah, Callum Wilson hurts yeah no striker really hurts right so I have Ali Payet De Bruyne also uh, Shakiri, and then I spent 10 flat on Mesut Ozil yeah because um I wanted another high-priced midfielder and Mares. I need to see how Vardy comes back first uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I've, I, I stay, like I said, I stayed away from all things Lester mm-hmm. um, for that reason. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what I'm getting. Yeah. So, wow. The, I, now I'm very intrigued to see which forwards you have. <laughs> so I... Because I know my forwards, and I know I spent a decent amount of money here. Yep. I think, or the way that I played it out, I could have had anybody. Um, But I ended up with Sergio Aguero, mm-hmm. Harry Kane, okay, and Odiani Gallo. Ooh, interesting. We only share one commonality. I assume it's Kane. Actually, you are incorrect. Oh, okay. I have. Oh, what are they? So their their pricing split. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Aguero is at nine two. He's the second highest. He's um, point two behind Lukaku, who's the highest priced. Kane is at eight four, which is uh, one point better than Daniel Sturridge. Speaking of mispriced. And Igalo is at eight one, which sounds much cheaper, but he's only he's the seventh highest priced uh, forward. I have Romelu Lukaku at nine point four, Sergio Aguero at nine point two, and juicing the orange with Diego Costa at seven. Whoa! I'm not really that surprised, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean seven point eight's a good price, and he's playing well. He's pl- he looks a little. He looks rejuvenated. Yes. Uh, fair I'm is look- that fair to say? <clears throat> that is fair. I will note that my forwards are the three highest owned percentage wise. 
Mm-hmm. And Costa is fourth. Oh, I'm sorry. Not. No, I'm sorry. Lukaku is one. Igalo is two. Kane is three. Costa four. Aguero five. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the most original lineup in mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. but it, 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 and this is why I felt like the midfielders were terribly priced. Because you should not be able to afford three forwards being Lukaku, Aguero, and Kane or Costa or whoever. Yeah. I... You shouldn't. Uh, that, that makes <clears throat> it too easy. Okay. I, I think most people pay up much more for defenders than we do. And that's why they can't necessarily afford those guys. That's why if they... they're using a full, like a non stars and scrubs. Um, and like I, I, I was saying to myself, like, this is that this just this should be stars and scrubs, but it's not. It's stars and really good players. To me, mm-hmm. it's like I have a star at each line. You know, I consider Kevin De Bruyne a star, and I consider Toby Alderweireld a star at defense. Mm-hmm. Right, they're all stars, and then you know, Cresswell's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Dimitri Payet also nothing to sneeze at. I mean, these are all guys I was able to pick up when I was assuming that I was doing stars and scrubs. Right. Yeah, I think the availability of Paye and Dele Ali open up things considerably because I feel like previously with with the full stars and scrubs, we would you'd get three of the top four midfielders and two of the three top forwards, and you're not necessarily getting that now. Like previously, we, you know, as you said, we'd get Alexis Sanchez, we'd get. Um, Hazard, Hazard, and you could you could throw in like a Yaya Torre or David Silva. Like you could get three of those guys, mm-hmm. and you can't and, do that now. And if you and if you consider Vardy and Mars as pricing at the beginning of the season, you could have made a ridiculously good team. Yeah, but like, but nobody knew that. Fair. Right, nobody knew that was coming though. But if you but, got on them early, even if you got them in the first couple of weeks, yeah, right. I, I guess they yeah. were still very low, and you can then get whatever you wanted at almost every position. Yeah. The yeah, that's true. The we'll note that again because it's very similar to FPL pricing. Do you know who the number four ranked midfielder is that we didn't discuss and didn't probably didn't consider much? If you say Christian Eriksen, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> Thankfully, it's not. Eriksen is the twentieth ranked. Uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum. You know, here's the thing. He scored a large majority of his points in like two games. Mm-hmm. You know, like when he scored five goals in a game. And I think when he scored two goals and an assistant, I think in a, mm-hmm. in a game something like that, and he's done squat. Yeah, side of that. But again, so, it's a it's a roto. It's basically rotisserie. Yeah, soccer. I understand. I understand. If you want to try to predict that week where he's going to go nuts, mm-hmm. great. If I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. And, and there's no juicing the orange there because it just happens. It's a flash in the pan. The same thing applies to Ross Barkley, who's the third highest scoring midfielder. Um. Uh, uh, uh. I'm going to read you his points for the last few weeks. 19, 12, 3, 3, 6, 3, 6, 3. And I'll give you the four before the 19. 3, 9, 3, 3. That's a uh, lot of threes, which I believe you get for a start and playing 60 minutes. All right. You do get midfielder clean sheets here, but he's not getting them. <laughs> not on that team. No. Arnautovic is five. He he, I really wanted to take him instead of Shakiri, but I selfishly I wanted that. Ozil, and yeah. I couldn't uh, couldn't give that up. I agree. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, I this is you said one. you wanted Walcott, but you I couldn't did do it. want Walcott because he's midfielder, right? And I, I really wanted Walcott. But I, I I couldn't afford him with what with what I was trying to go for at forward. Right. You'd basically need to take him instead of De Bruyne, which you'd never and, do. And, and I'm not positive how much he plays. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, especially when Arsenal starts to get healthy, if they ever do. Yep. Hmm. So, it's t- it's. I've always had a thing. Remember, we talked about it last season a lot. You know, with the rot- the rotation of the Arsenal midfield because they have so many attacking midfielders, and yeah. Walcott was one of them. And I happened to be right there, even though you and I think it was John. I think it was Doctor John saying that you know you still play Santi Gazzola. I'm like, I wouldn't. <laughs> like, what do I, you know? Why would I play a central defensive midfielder? Yeah. And it proved and it proved to be right. Well, the one. Hurt. 
I don't care. It was right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it, 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 regard, regard, regardless of of last season and everything, I think the Arsenal midfield is always tough. You know, if less Aaron Ramsey is healthy, it's always tough. Yeah. Because, you know, you have Mesut Ozil and then good luck. <laughs> That's why we only have one. But, like, what, hap- one. what happens when Alexis Sanchez gets healthy? Ozil starts getting two assists a game instead of one. <sighs> no? That was... I don't know if it came through on on the noise there. That was me sighing <laughs> angrily. <laughs> maybe because you're right. Are there maybe switching gears for a second? Are there any guys who came back from loan that you considered? And I don't mean no, necessarily I mean Bamford. Patrick Bamford. No, 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 it wasn't Bamford because like Yanuzai's back. No, and that team has been like he is he not where's exactly he, what they might play? need. Where's he going to play? Wherever he wants. Out- Oh yeah, sure. That's that's exactly what Louis Van Hal likes. Just a bunch of people who play wherever they want. Well, I don't mean. I didn't mean. I meant he can play in multiple places. Yeah. Which my point is, which one? And I, I until I know the answer to that question, he's not going anywhere near my teams. Yeah. Uh, they're not exactly known for their width right now. <laughs> it was always strange to me because I felt like he played well when he played, and yet they didn't. He played well in spurts. Well, he only played in spurts, and he played well in those spurts. I don't think so. I disagree with that. Okay. Because most of the games he was largely invisible. And then he would just do, uh, or like in a game, he'll have like one really good moment. Hmm. And it it may or may not overshadow what he did for the rest of the game. And also defensively, he's completely lost. Yeah, he is. Um, Back to ESPN. Did you consider Sadio Mane at 6'4"? Yes. Why'd you you pass? Uh, I... (laughs) Uh, juicing the arms of Marco Arnautovic yeah. of, Sto- of the Stoke offense. Okay. And also, Mane, I don't know. This is really, I mean, I'm not going to try to predict this, but I'm not sh- you know, He's kind of been out of, uh, not out of favor. I mean, he, I, I don't think him and Kuman uh, are getting along right now, for one. Yeah. Kuman said if- he's going to start tomorrow or Saturday's yeah. FA Cup match. Like, I think Which, they're, they water under the bridge. Anyway, well, that, fine. He, start, he starts the FA Cup match. Uh, and, Manchester United are not going away from Sadio Mane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they, they still very much want him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's a good move for him, fantasy Premier League-wise. United? Yeah. Oh, heavens no. So the wasteland. After I just plugged yeah. Jan eye, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's why I don't want him to go there, because he'll My... take Jan eye's spot. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the reason. Uh <laughs> My, my theory. Make that FSWA regret that finalist. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're gonna make them pay for this. That's right. We're just gonna submit terrible podcasts and terrible podcasts just to show them, uh, just just like the baseball writers at the Hall of Fame ballots. Good lord. Um, for me, for me, it's Sadio Mane is. He should be he, his 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 ceiling is so high, and he gets there often enough to give you hope that that's where his level is. Mm-hmm. But it's just not consistent enough. And I'm his one of his biggest supporters. Yeah, and you are. I just wish I saw his ceiling more often. I agree. It's a great way to put it. I'm not sure how much of it is actually his fault, because when him and Tadic play, for example, they they can be dynamic. Yeah. You know, as dynamic as Mares and Vardy, if I'm speaking honestly, because yeah, it doesn't matter. Because but... it also doesn't matter who's playing forward for, with them; they're going to yeah. score. Pele, Shane, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. It's Would... it's very frustrating. And my buddy Dave, who's a ardent, uh, an ardent Southampton supporter, uh, is very is growing more nervous by the week. Of uh, you know the possibility that Mane won't even make it past January because mm-hmm. he's not cup tied, and you know Europa's coming up for Manchester United, <laughs> wow. which I laugh at. Um, but he, he, I was like, they're not going to buy him for Europa. That is stupid. Yeah. 
Um, Although it might be the only way back into the Champions League. Yeah, whatever. Um, You'll get a respite from that next year, don't worry. What's more likely, Manchester United winning Europa or Chelsea winning Champions League? The Champions League this year? Um, That's a good question. That's a good question. I'm not going to answer that one. Oh, my God. Take it a stand. Be, it might be Chelsea. I'll say Chelsea. All right. As long as they keep starting John Obi Mikel. And on that who note, might be the end... only player who could slow down On that Zlatan note, we're going to end this episode of the <laughs> Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast before I kill somebody. So thank you, Andrew, for joining me and making me upset and the nom- and nominated for Fantasy Podcast of the season. Again, uh, also congratulations to you for Football Writer of the Year nomination as well. Thank well you. deserved, and uh, I hope you win. And I hope that we come in second because it's just that's the way things go for me as a Chelsea fan and a San Diego Charger fan this season. Just nothing going right. The good news is we can't finish 15th. <sighs> talk to you. Talk to you next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.